Hello and welcome to the 85th episode of the Whispers in the Dark podcast. 85, right? I believe we're 85. How are you guys doing? Yeah, Alright, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. A little... Feeling a little iffy. Had a headache, but I'm alright. Besides from that. Thank you for letting me on your podcast, CJ. I'm a guest <laughs> now. Get out of here. You're never a guest. You're always welcome, dude. We missed you. Yep, Kyle's on after... A while. Yeah, several episodes. Probably uh, like seven dog ears or something. Yeah. Something along those lines. Seven dog ears. Exactly. And Mackenzie, how are you doing? Hey. I, I was sick all last week and I'm just recovering now, but... That's good, we caught you good. now instead of back then. I'm on the upswing now, so... That's good. Uh, we delayed the episode for, what, three weeks? Last time What's we did it was like January 24th or something. It was a while ago. Oh, yes. Uh, almost a month. But that's because I went on vacation the week. Where did you go? I went to Orlando, Florida. I know. Where and did you go? Universal. No, where did you go? I didn't go to Disneyland, so this is not going to work. <laughs> you want me to say <laughs> Disneyland? No, I, Disneyland. Don't, I don't. I want you to say you went to Harry Potter World. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to, like... Harry Potter! I thought you wanted me to go to, like, I went to Disneyland. Like oh. all the kids do. Like, where do you want to go? Disneyland. No, but I did yeah. go to Harry Potter. You went to Harry Potter World. You got to visit Hogwarts. I did. And have Butterbeer. It was gross. And... How, how many really? did you drink? I, one. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Oh. I I remember Mackenzie like? telling me to to get all the Butterbeer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. I can't wait. It was essentially, I think, root beer and then butterscotch cream on top. Yeah. Is that what it tasted like to you? Because like, when I went, it was like cream soda with like a really frothy whipped cream on it. Oh, no, it might have been cream soda, sorry. Oh, well, cream soda root beer tastes similar to me, but then it's been years since I actually had any, so I don't remember. But it was essentially that with butterscotch something on top, and it was way too sweet. I just couldn't. How was the bank? The bank Green was gods. cool. The Green Gods yeah, did was... You, did you meet the goblins and stuff? Were they, they were nice all, to you? They were all animatronic things. <laughs> they were all animatronic. Did you ride in one of the, the carts? Well, the ride, you, like, on a, a yeah. roller coaster? Yeah, I got on the ride. Cool. Because welcome, uh, is it welcome to Green Gods? Something Green Gods. Um, the ride is you just, yeah. you're on a cart, and, uh, they got all the actors from the movie, and it's a CG thing. Awesome. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. Actually, no, I think she was in it. She was on the Green Gods ride, because it was the... Yeah, they didn't... They didn't the uh, you're the thinking, there, they you're thinking of the of the train, the train. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah, yeah. they couldn't get her voice She wasn't on the train? Because there's a scene where, where they walk by while you're sitting in the cart on the train, and all the people are talking, and they replaced her, uh, they pre- replaced Hermione. For that part, but she was in most of the other uh, rides and stuff like that recordings. So it was it was pretty nice. Um, the rides are really nice. We walked around for hours and hours each day. Got to ride all this stuff. It was neat. Nice relaxing week off from the usual. The weather was nice because New York City, the East Coast. If you guys haven't heard, uh, it's experiencing some record snowfall stuff like that. Temperatures are really low. Yeah, and California, it's like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have it's that. It's really warm here, too. Unnaturally warm here right now. It's like plus four. Yeah, so... It's unnaturally warm for here. That, no, that doesn't yeah, sound warm, but it is. That's, that's weird. <laughs> like, like, I'm done in Toronto. I'm done in Toronto. It's, it's going to get negative 40 degrees Celsius tonight. What? Yeah. It's yeah. like freaking... It's going to become like a freaking tundra here tonight. Jeez. That's insane. I know. I used to wow. I used to walk to school in that temperature. Get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> You you were born into it. I was not born into it. You're the, they you're shot the they, they shot they they shot Empire Strikes Strikes Back on my front lawn. Okay, <laughs> that's way too cold. I'm like, 
I was a little chill. Like it was sixty degrees, and I was like, I'm just wearing a sweater in Florida. It's cold, and you fucking the like coldest walking around negative forty. The coldest I ever was in my life was actually when I lived in Calgary, Alberta, and there's really high winds there like all year round. So it was something like minus thirty five without the windshield, but with the windshield, windshield it was like minus fifty eight. No, it was the most no. hor- horrible experience ever. Going outside was like, oh god, yeah, this must be what Empire Strikes Back feels like. It's, it always think about it. Like mankind has grown so big that we just like, all right, we're just gonna travel everywhere. We need to find a place to settle down. How about here, where it's so cold that we'll die unless we do all these things to make sure we don't die? That's fucking freezing. You're already dead. Yeah. God, that's cold. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the things we've watched or, you know, media consumed, as we call it. I can start. I have a really good show recommendation. Mm. All right, what? Black Mirror. It's uh, really good. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. I it's think like it's been anthology. recommended to me on Amazon. Yes, you probably has been. I, I, just, I just got into the hype now. I didn't hear anything about it until uh, Zeb brought it up. It's really good. It's essentially... Um, like a modern, uh, what is it, Twilight Zone, where each episode is self-contained and it's about some weird scenario and the show revolves around technology and how humans interact with it and how it can become a burden or how we're obsessed with it. Really good. I highly recommend it. I don't want to spoil any of them, but I would recommend that. Well, the uh, first few episodes are good? Because I was reading some reviews and they, they said that the first few episodes are a bit hard to get through, but after that it becomes amazing. No, I mean, I was... Like, the first and second episode are really great. The second one is especially really... Had a good impact on me. I was like, mm. oh wow, that's that's something. They're very good. They've all been really good episodes so far. I'm on season two or series two, three episodes per season, the old British way. It's uh highly recommended. And I also saw Gone Girl. Watched that yesterday. How'd you like it? Pretty good. Pretty good. It like halfway through, it felt like it was going to a weird place, but then it got back to a new place. It's like, oh, this, this is pretty good. That's a pretty interesting turn. What'd you think of the music? Because I think that the movie has like my favorite soundtrack of the year. Really, really good music. Yep. Trent Reznor did it, right? Yeah, Trent Reznor and Atticus something or other. Atticus Ross, I think. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, Highly recommend that as well. What about you guys? Yeah, anyway. I've mostly been... Uh, I've mostly been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I got like a big box of it for my birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, of like seasons five through like nine or something, so I've been making my way through those. Mm. Uh, aside from that, I've been playing a lot of Etrian Odyssey 4 because I beat Persona Q a little while back and I'm still on the Dungeon Color kick. How's that? Uh, it's actually really good so far. Like the the music's incredible. I think that like people say that uh, Meguro is the best composer at Atlas, but like the random battle theme for Etrian Odyssey Four is a mind blowing orchestration. It's it's really well, incredible stuff. What kind of music is it? Like, well, like is it just orchestral stuff or what? It's like symphonic rock kind of like all like there's there's like like electric guitar in it and, and whatever, but it's mostly like really really unique instrument instrumentation. We use different instruments for every single kind of different boss encounter. Mm. Like an FOE might use like a really like kind of intense like piano uh, or trumpet, whereas the the more like showdown type one on one versus bosses will have like electric guitar and that kind of stuff. Please huh. said showdown as in the AI from System Shock two for a second. I'm like why is that an entering Odyssey? Yeah. <laughs> that would make an interesting battle for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what have I done? Well, I had really bad muscle strain for about three weeks, and I couldn't do anything. Like, I wasn't at work, I didn't go to the gym, I didn't play any games, I just watched Netflix and read, and I got pretty miserable, um, because it was so fucking boring. <laughs> um, 
what did I watch? I watched, I actually watched two anime before CJ says some fucking annoying comment about being a weeaboo. Um, <laughs> what, that's, that dissuade you? Uh, no, I just had to get that out before you said <laughs> what, anything. Uh, what anime did you watch? I watched Gurren Lagann, which was yeah. really, really, really entertaining. I really liked it. And then I watched Samurai Champloo, which was amazing. I would recommend that to anyone. That was an amazing show. It was made by the same guy that did Cowboy Bebop, and it was extremely good. It's like, yeah, it was pretty damn good. It's about samurais, and there's hip-hop music, and it's awesome. Cool. <laughs> and what else did I do? I find horror-related. Um, I actually saw a classic horror movie that I had never seen until recently, and uh, uh, the original Carrie, and it was Ooh. really good. Yeah. I really, you really liked it. You didn't no, see that before? Wow. No. I always, when I was a kid, the box art used to terrify me, so I never watched it. Gonna laugh did you watch the remake? <laughs> no, God, no. I did. Um, it wasn't too bad. Like, but, uh, seen the original, you basically seen the remake. The remake is like almost shot for shot, from what I can tell. Yeah, except I, for the, I tried watching the remake. Uh, except for the scale ago. of her meltdown. Yeah, I really wasn't that, wasn't that good. I really liked it though. I was surprised how much I liked it. I don't even really think it's a horror movie so much as a like, I don't know, a Stephen King movie. <laughs> but because like most of it's not horror, it's just like you know, being a teenager, especially a young girl, is really shitty. Um, that was like John Travolta's first movie, eh? Oh yeah, I forgot he, I kept thinking he was in that, or I kept forgetting about that. I thought his first movie was, uh, the Saturday Night Saturn- Fever. Yeah, or whatever right, it's called. Right. I think that was his first big one, but like, if you go back and watch the trailer for Carrie, it, like, when it's listing the cast, is it introducing John Travolta at the end? Yeah. Mm. He had a pretty minor role in that movie, so, like, he wasn't one of the front runners, so. Um, I started playing Demon Souls, cause I'm really, really hyped for Bloodborne, and I never actually finished Demon Souls, and it's, uh, Really, really amazing. That game is totally lives up to the hype. And, uh, hopefully I can beat it before Bloodborne. And I also needed to wash away, uh, I needed to play a good game after playing an extremely shitty one, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. We will. But All that's right. it. Uh, I, I, I was replaying Last of Us, um, and Netflix just got in a slew of Lifetime movies. Oh boy. So I watched a bunch of dumb ones. And, oh, I watched Horns. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. And speaking of Stephen King, I watched, uh, the movie version of A Good Marriage. I guess that's kind of scary. It was about this, uh, lady finding out her husband was a serial killer. Um, there was something else I watched. Victim of Beauty, the Jodi Ares. Uh, Dirty Little Secret movie, Murder by Numbers. Yeah. That, that was it, really. I have not heard of any of those. Mm. Are they all Lifetime? Well, no. Uh, they're all Netflix, though. Well, oh. Victim of Beauty and Jody Ar- Aris, uh, Dirty Little Secret, they're Lifetime. Um, Murder by Numbers has Sandra Bullock. Um, and, um, I just lost his name. Uh, oh my god, he's famous. Hold on. <laughs> He's uh, a famous person. No, he is. He's like currently like a heartthrob. And he's in Drive. Ryan Gosling? Notebook. Gosling? Yes, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. He's okay. in that. <clears throat> yeah, Ryan Gosling is pretty fun. I, I just, that's reminded me of the uh, podcast we did. <laughs> where we had you on the motorcycle with Ryan Gosling. Oh, that was really old. Yeah, that just came to my mind. For some reason, when you said Ryan Gosling, I thought of Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know why. But that's funny. A little, a little grosser. Um, so we're done with the media consumed. So I just want to touch on this topic. I mean, it's not 
directly horror-related, but there was a pretty big reveal not too long ago. And there are three people here. Whitney, I'm pretty sure you're probably excited as well. I'm not sure. I didn't see your comments on the trailer, but Persona 5 was revealed in the most I'm spectacular way possible. And it was a fantastic trailer. And I just wanted to know, just quickly recap, so our audience knows we like Persona and Metal Gear. So let's quickly recap how excited we are after that trailer. <laughs> Metal Gear's fun. Shut up. No, I like some Metal Gear. All right, so I'm going to go first. I saw the Persona 5 trailer. Incredible. They This is the best reveal I could even I can even fathom that kind of reveal. They did such a great job with the with the actual how much content they showed. The gameplay looks really cool. The, the, the anime scenes are fucking incredible. The game's beautiful in all these Wait, ways. Wait, but is it dark and gritty enough? It's red. Well, no. Are they in college? I don't think it's going to be dark and gritty enough. They're not in college. It seems like they're already friends because the day that the trailer takes place on the first day of school and they're already hanging out. So that's that's interesting. That's very different, and that's really cool. A lot of a lot of people actually think it might actually be a correctional school. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Delinquents. So oh, I did. All, I did. Gritty, I did a whole podcast about it. So listen to episode fifty of Slink FM if you want to know what I think about it. It was pretty good, though. Kenzie. Uh yeah, I thought it was really amazing. Like, uh, I I woke up really early in the morning to go and see it, and it was it was totally worth it. It was worth going on my sleep schedule for. I think that. <laughs> Uh, like Ryuji, the new bro character, looks really incredible. I'm actually already working on a cosplay for him because he's so cool. Blonde head and guy? Uh, yeah. So oh my god, good. shirt needs to go back to 2004. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the new persona looks it looks pretty cool. The R7, I think it's called. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothers me is that it, it has a really tall hat, like comically tall. Yeah. Um, he's stylish. But yeah, like it was, it was a great reveal. I think that they they held the right notes in the right places, and this will go on in history as like one of the better, like most hype video game reveals. So, what platform are you getting it for? PS4. I assume same thing for you, Kyle. There's no reason to go for the PS3 for you. Yeah, As, but... This would probably be the game that I go buy a PS4 for. Same day. It's uh, I'm really excited about it. You don't, you don't want to. I mean, who wants to use a PS3 anymore at this point? It's kind of a, like, even when I was, like, even when I went to go play Demon Souls with my friend last night, it's like, oh my god, it took like fucking 25 minutes to run a goddamn firmware update. Yep, that's not even an exaggeration. I know exactly how it is. You don't turn the PS3 on for a while. You have to do a mandatory update. Then you have to install the update for the game. Let both of those things install because they don't do it at the same time. Yep. It's so, so slow. Here's a Here's the perspective. Um, during the big sale that went on on uh, PSN last week, I downloaded uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike for PS3, which is 600 megabytes. Took 45 minutes to download. Uh, a couple, couple days ago, I downloaded Better Alive 5 for PS4. Oh. 50 gigabytes took 25 minutes to download. Wow. That's Pretty all good. because of the, the PS3. It only has 256 megs of memory, which is really terrible. Uh, megabytes, rather, which is like comically bad. It was even bad when the thing came out. Now it's like, yeah, <laughs> really bad. So, yeah. Using the PS4 is a dream. Using the PS3 is like fucking, I don't know, going horseback riding in a freeway. <laughs> so, Whitney, what'd you think? Uh, well, I, I'm not, I haven't really played Persona, but I think I might. You, know, I might you, you have the Vita, yeah. Use, your, use uh, your Vita for Golden. Perfect opportunity. Well, I watched a Let's Play. I watched Giant Bomb play uh, Persona 4. And I, I really, yeah, uh, wow. I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm 
probably will get this one when it comes out. So <clears throat> yeah, looks magical. Beats and thieves. They're trying to they're trying to outdo Teddy though, and I'm sorry, Team Teddy forever. I don't care about <laughs> no cat. What's her What's her name again, Scrafty? Morgana. 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 That's it. Yeah. Yep. Like the Darkstalkers. No. Same. That that's that's Morgan. <laughs> oh. Wait, who's Morgana? Oh, I know a Morgana. What? Oh, talk to later. Yeah, well, Mor- Morgana was the the sorceress in the Arthurian legend, so that's probably yeah. no, that's not it. It's some like stupid like pop. It's probably been used thing. before. That's all. But Morgana's what I call my right arm. <laughs> to okay. the gun show. Oh the shit. The other one, the other one's Bertha. Bertha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, Bertha. Let's go. Oh yeah, Bertha, you're so pretty. <laughs> Kiss your exactly. arms, Bertha. <laughs> Hey there, baby. You do fucking Johnny Bravo. <laughs> as I'm just saying. <laughs> you should cosplay as Johnny Bravo at E3. Great. At E3? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bravo interviews interviews EA on Dead Space 4 or whatever. Just some random game. It's like, what are you doing? Well, what kind of game is this? You want to get a drink I, later? Please, I, will, I will pay money to see this. Please do this. <laughs> Johnny Bravo would be I was supposed to rematch uh, John Harden at E3. Little Mermaid. That's it. Oh, there we go. There you yeah. go. Who's Morgana in Little Mermaid? She was in the the one with the daughter who went in the sea. She was the bad oh, guy. Oh, it's a oh, it's a sequel. So no one cares about it. I oh know. yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not the real one. She's not in Kingdom Hearts. It's, it's not real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is the only Disney canon now. Yeah, it is. Uh, so next topic. This is more closely related with the site, even though we've have got criticism for covering this. But screw, screw them, screw the people, screw. Them. Who cares? Screw them. Because three of us here, Whitney, you haven't played yet, but you guys spoiled for you on a, on a Tumblr, so you know the story already. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're excited about it, but. No. Get out, get out. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking for a minute. Okay. Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls, which is Danganronpa another episode, was finally announced to be localized for North America. And I'm that's so the reason why I got to meet Zach. Yeah. You should talk about that. You met Zach. How was he? Me- he was cool. So his girlfriend. Yeah. They're awesome people. Yeah. You guys got on. you guys got dinner, right? No, I met them at the Westfield Mall in SF, and we ate at the food court, and we just talked. Oh. Yeah. They bought me. They bought me lunch. Oh. They didn't really have to. <laughs> they're like, no, you came all the way down here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but they're both a people pleaser. Very nice man. I'm very excited uh, when you guys all get together for E3. That's gonna be interesting, yeah. Oh. I gotta pick up my ticket soon. Gotta be quick. Ticket? Yeah, what? plane ticket. Plane ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna nothing, say, nothing else. I don't want to fly down to LA just to pick up my pass. Fuck. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, it's awful. <laughs> it's like you gotta come in and pick up your ticket. Yeah. I was no, no, say no, that. no. No worries on that front. <laughs> but um, oh my God, Danger Up might be there too. I just thought of that. Uh, so yeah. Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls was announced. Um, I don't want to get into specifics, but all it takes place between one and two. And oh, this news was like dropped before. Was, just, just, just like five minutes. Just five minutes. Like the PlayStation Twitter account posted it before they actually told the people in the room, because Zach was uh, texting me. And yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Mackenzie and I, I were setting it up, <laughs> setting up the news post, and we we're like, oh, yeah, I, God, I, was, I was sitting there prepping the news post, and I was refreshing the the live the live blog that was tweeting about the the presentation. All of a sudden, CVM messaged me, he's like, oh, by the way, it got leaked. Yep, it was, <laughs> it was a bit it was a bit unceremonious, but it it, it got the job done. So, yep, very excited. Ultra Despair Girls is also an amazing subtitle. 
And okay, any subtitle that has Ultra in it is by default amusing. I'm pretty excited. Um, this is actually the first Danganronpa built for the Vita. Even though it's not traditional, it's not the visual novel style, but I do. The visuals are really nice looking, and I'm hoping that uh, for the inevitable Danganronpa three, they incorporate some of those three D models and stuff like that. That'd be really cute. Yeah, like even even to like the two D portraits that they use for the dialogue scenes are like way higher quality than the yeah they are PSP games were. Yeah, and if you haven't played like Danganronpa two, don't look at the trailer for um, another episode. Even though it's a prequel, yeah. it will ruin so many things because you, like you need the knowledge of what 2 is about and what happens in 2 to actually and, get context. If you, if you haven't played Danganronpa, uh, uh, you can cancel your Resident Evil Revelations 2 pre-order and buy a good game. Um, <laughs> that would be Christ. a suggestion. <laughs> we do have a review code for the game. Kyle's not the one who's played it, so you didn't bring yeah, the Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a long-running joke. Yeah, yeah. So. Danganronpa is objectively better than Resident Evil. And in, in a, lot of, a lot of things, actually. I, ju- I just wrote an article about how I think Remake is a masterpiece, so calm yeah. down. Resident Evil fans. What's kind of weird to me though is that like a bunch of the voice actors, as soon as it was announced, came out and said that they they basically have already finished all the like all the dialogue recording. Mm. And um, the game's like still like what like six months away from release, so, like, at, at least six months, more like seven months, three months. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I love Danganronpa, but like man, like that thing's coming out around the same time as Persona Five probably. So <laughs> and like and like the next Uncharted and stuff. I'm like I'm not sure I'm gonna yeah, be it, really into it at the time. Yeah, yeah uh, it's niche as fuck, but yeah, it's I actually still... like I already spoiled myself on another episode because I was so certain that it wouldn't make it here no. after after Nisa said the entire thing about uh, how they might go under. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. well, that was a joke. Was... Up then, oh man. Yeah, that but sucks. I like I had no idea. I took it seriously. I, I I spoiled the entire game for myself. It's a great plot, so definitely go pick, check it out at some point. But it, it'll make it so that it's not, I'm not as urgent to pick it up anymore. So mm. I'll be able to get some other games and have some breathing room financially. It'd be nice if they do another special edition. I got yeah. the one for two, and I really enjoy it. Oh, that's, oh yeah, the one. I wear my sunglasses every day. It's such a good collector's edition. Um, yeah, that. Well, the only problem with it is that it didn't include Monomi's theme. That's the only flaw I can see. That, by the way, if you like Danganronpa music, both the, the entire soundtrack for one and two is on Spotify. Really? Listen to it all the time, like walking down the street, going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next topic. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are invested in this, but I actually backed it on Kickstarter because I was like, ah, you know what? I, Monster Ito's working on it. The art sold which, me uh, on it. Which, which tier did you do? Just, um, just the it, base. $20. I missed the $18 one. I got the I'm $18 thinking, one. I'm thinking about doing it. has like nine hours left. I, I think I might do it too. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about Nightcry, the game from the creator of um, Clock Tower and the artist of Silent Hill. And all this other talent, I can't remember names, but oh man, it looks it looks it looks kind of funky graphically. I mean, it's very early though. It reminds me of something like Deadly Premonition, where it's like really dated yeah, that's style. Yeah, that's what I thought of when I was watching yeah, it's, the because it, I think play. it's I think it's like the kind of low res textures, and plus the weird lighting, and it's kind of stylized, cartoonish. And the way she was running. Yeah, it's it's very in that vein of not super polished to today's standards, but. Yeah, coming out on modern platforms, but I'm excited for it. I mean, I never played a clock tower. Wait, game. they didn't. They didn't reach the console tier, did they? No, I they thought did not. It was just PC. Just PC for now. Well, just PC and the original platforms, which were mobile devices and the Vita. A lot of people didn't realize that the Kickstarter was just for the PC version and console versions. Potentially, the game was going to come out regardless. Just limited to smaller platforms. What the Kickstarter yeah, I... essentially allows is, oh, sorry. 
I actually backed it before I even knew that it was coming out regardless. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I got the $18 one, and I was like, yeah, I got it, I'm going to support this game, and then you told me, it's like, oh, yeah, it'll come out regardless, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, My reading comprehension isn't the greatest. Get it on the get it on the PC now, that's all. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, have you guys noticed anything about it that strikes your interest? Well, if, if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm freaking over the moon about the Clock Tower series, so I'm really excited for it. See, I've never uh, played one, so I'm pretty... I'm pretty curious to Even get into. Two? Pardon? You you like Clock Tower two and three? Okay, I I appreciate I appreciate Clock Tower two and three. I don't necessarily like them, <laughs> but they're okay. they're they're like even three. Like it's super dumb, but it, I take I take refuge in this audacity. So I'm actually quite surprised. It's already at uh, three hundred twelve thousand. Yeah, made twelve thousand overnight. That's not bad. It was funded shortly in the evening. I think around. 5 p.m. yesterday, so I'm surprised it's actually going at this speed still. Maybe it will hit the uh, at least the more ways to die stretch goal, which would be all right, I guess. But it'd be nice to see it on other platforms for other people. Mm. But yeah, the the art is really nice. Um, I'm looking forward to actually playing this kind of type of game. I never actually really did. Uh, so yeah. And did you guys see the um, the concept art of the actual Scissor Walker? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I absolutely adore it. The way the face opens up and moths come out. Yeah, it looks it looks phenomenal. It's really. Who pretty. would have thought that Masahiro Ito is good at creature designs? I didn't. I know, right? He mm. just he continually surprises with how fucked up he, he makes things. I'd love so imagine it. what that imagine what that guy sees when he closes his eyes. Just Big think about his Twitter places. background. <laughs> 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 with giant nipples. <laughs> nipples and like like locks on them. And a vibrator up her hoo-ha. Really? Yes. Oh my god. He actually he actually acknowledged on Twitter the uh, the box man from Evil Within, which made me laugh. The safe man? Yeah. Well, the engine. Ah. What's keeper? The keeper. That was his name. That, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked him who would win in a fight, which shape would win, and he said the sphere would. <laughs> so that's that's pretty funny. Um. So you guys have anything else on Nightcry? Because it's funded. We're gonna get it. Yeah. It's. It looks really awesome. Like I think that. Uh... As I said before, it was kind of janky, but that's probably just a product of it being A, in very early development, and B, on platforms. Like, it needs to kind of cater to the lowest common denominator, and I know that, like, the iPhone and the Android are, like, the, the most powerful devices out there, so. Mm-hmm. I'm interested, uh, Mr. Tyler. Wow, visual looking at the, the pledges, and for $3,000, you could have had an original Ito sketch, oh. but they said requests are allowed, but requests for a certain... Geometrically shaped <laughs> game series will be refused. <laughs> Show me my personal pyramid head. Yeah. I'd have asked him to dress Sephiroth or something really unrealistic. <laughs> he would have done some something crazy. That'd be pretty kind of neat to see. Just make him draw your Sonic OC. <laughs> uh, so Can you draw me Gary Busey. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I could, I wish I could draw just so the header could be Masahiro Ito's styled Gary Busey. <laughs> I think he already, he already looks like a Masahiro Ito monster. Would, would just, just add like a, like an oil paint filter on top of Gary Busey. Uh, my favorite actor in Predator 2. <laughs> oh god. And one of the, one of the 10,000 tiers for Nick Cry was like an actual pair of scissors that they used to do the mocap for Scissor Walker, which is kind of cool. I, what kind of scissors are that big? I mean, do they I just know. like scale it up? That's weird. 
I have no idea, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like they, the, there's a little footnote in the the the, the tier description though that says that like, you're responsible for getting them back to your home country, wherever you're from, because like oh. you need to actually go to Japan to get them. Oh, so I mean, if you have like ten thousand dollars to drop on a Kickstarter funding, I think you could probably take a plane every now and then. Yeah, I know. I just like it's hilarious idea. Something stopped at the customs with a giant pair of scissors in their suitcase. Jeez. Now, what do you guys think of the main character's look? Um, it looks like she just came which, out of a cocktail party, which, which is which supposed one? to happen. The, the chick with the blonde hair and the blue dress. That's okay, yeah, around. there's two main characters in the game, like two playable characters. She's, yeah, she, there's the, her and there's another one who's basically just, basically just looks like a high schooler. Oh, I didn't even know that. I've only seen stuff on the, uh, green dress one. I don't think that, that the other one's actually been modeled yet, but there's much of, like, concept art of her out and about. Oh, okay, okay. So why, Whitney? Why'd you bring that up? Is it no, a... I'm just I'm just looking at the Kickstarter page, and she just looks awkward running yeah. in an outfit, and her boobs look like they're about to fall out. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. Welcome to the if games they... industry. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do move. Who knows? Um, next topic: Dying Light came out um two weeks ago, about two weeks ago, and Zach did a review. Touch on that real quick. He gave it a seven point five out of ten. And I, I think I agree with him. It's it's a very solid game, very very solid. Uh, the only problem is the actual PC port itself is very flawed. It was very flawed, very poor performance. But uh, Techland actually surprised, and they continue to do updates, and it's pretty it's pretty pretty playable now. Um, okay. If you've played a Far Cry game like Far Cry Three, the most recent ones, I guess Far Cry Three and Four, this would be very similar. If it's a very similar type of game. Uh, it feels like it's a Far Cry mod or something. I don't know. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, if you've played a Far Cry game, that's how shitty the port is. <laughs> oh, no, no. Thank- thankfully not. I mean, I've heard people say that they can't even get Far Cry 4 to actually open. And... It's apparently amazingly terrible on PC. I would eventually want to play it, but not if it's going to do that. Because um, Ubis- I had a Ubisoft game that screwed me over. I think it was Splinter Cell Conviction. I paid 7 bucks for it. It's absolutely unplayable. It's nothing I could do to fix it either. It's really. You imagine you had movies where like AAA video games where like they released like Transformers Seven and like parts of it were just missing. You had to like <laughs> go to the theater later to like get more of it. Jeez. I, I mean, any excuse to get out of a Transformers movie is good with me. But um, <laughs> I just imagine like going to see Avatar Two and it's like James Cameron's like, well, we needed to make the Black Friday deals, so parts of it didn't get done. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he basically did that for Terminator. Like he, you did you see the Terminator 3D ride at Universal Studios, CJ? I've seen it before. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because like I've heard that that was originally supposed to be like part of the movie, like where they go and go into the future for a bit, and they just took it out and put it in the rag. It's like, hey, we don't need that in the movie. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was a completely original thing. They put that in that shitty TV show that they had a few years ago. Oh, you Sarah that? Connor Chronicles. That was so. That was such a bad. Like that. That show opened with um. Sarah Connor and John Connor, like in like 1992, and they have because the show had like a low budget, they had to make an excuse for it to be suddenly in like 2009 or whatever it was. So they're like, "Yeah, we have to go in this room, and we have to go into the future ten years because of reasons." It was so bad. That's what? Oh, yeah, it's because yeah, they couldn't they couldn't afford like putting up sets where it's like it's the 90s again. Wow, I wonder. What... I wonder which will be worse, that or the new movie? Probably that. Like, they're. I, I, I saw the entire Sarah, Sarah Connor series. It, it gets like phenomenally stupid at times. Like as <laughs> as dumb as Genesis looks, it looks like it could at, be, at least be like fun dumb. Sarah Connor Chronicles is like Terminators doing ballet and whatever. It's it's stupid. Oh, 
Oh, enough yeah, about Sarah. I... <laughs> okay. Enough about Sarah Connor. I just Dying Light. On. Dying Light, yes. Um, I recommend it. It's it's kind of like a Zach says. Uh, it harbors brilliant ideas, and it's wrapped, but it's wrapped up in the bloated, rotting corpse that is indicative of AAA focus testing. And that is completely true. It feels like so many other games that you've played before. But if you enjoy Far Cry, you enjoy the parkour of Mirror's Edge. If you enjoy a lot of Ubisoft games which have like a, so many, so many collectibles, then you're gonna feel a little burned out. But I feel like they did a pretty good job. It actually feels like the game that um, Dead Island should have been. And so it's very solid. Plus, you can do up to four-player uh, co-op, which is weird because the game feels so intact as a single-player game. But eh, it's up to you if you want to do that. And um, it has some pretty fun um, PvP where you play as a zombie that can just swirl around in the air and zipline. It's really cool. I would recommend it. I'm, I'm not sure you should check the forums to just make sure your PC can run it well enough. Um, I occasionally dip below 60 FPS, and I have almost all the settings down. Um, but yeah, if you can get on the PS4, Xbox One, I'd, I'd recommend it. That's my take on it. Is anyone interested in picking it up, or you guys not really? I'm like I'm looking into getting it in the future at some point. Mm-hmm. I got really burned by Dead Island, like the first one, so I'm not like super keen on getting Techland games. But I've heard like I've heard it's pretty fun to play with like multiplayer type stuff. So I'm gonna pick it up on a sale somewhere down the line. All right. Yeah. And they're adding mod. They're going to support mods, so that's that seems cool. I'll, I'll keep playing it. It's a very lengthy game, so it's entertaining. All right, for our next review, we're going to talk about The Order, 1886. And we have Kyle here who wrote the review and played the game. And I think the first thing I saw that was sort of related to the game, which was you had to be vague about it because it was a social network and there was embargoes, but you said Kyle's bored, 2015. <laughs> no, yep. what, are you, what, what were you bored? What happened? Because the Order 1886 is everything I dislike about modern AAA video games. Oh, that game. Quick time events. Uh, let's see. Um, quick summary of my review. Um, the it's graphics and visual fidelity above all else. Um, the game looks really like even though I play games on PC on a. I mean, I guess my PC's not high end anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, it looks amazing. It looks like it's probably the best looking game that there ever has been, like from a technical standpoint. It looks stupidly gorgeous. It performs really well. It's 30 FPS, but it doesn't dip in the whatever seven hours it took me, seven to eight hours. I can't remember. Um, my, I didn't really nail an exact play time in my review because I kept pausing the game because I was so fucking bored and did other things. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it just favors graphics and like, like, you know how in, like, say, I was letting my friend play it last night. I'm jumping all over the place with this right now, and I apologize for that. But you know how, like, in, say, like, The Last of Us and how that game does so much in 20 minutes and, like, it feels like everything that you're doing is important? Um, yes. It feels like even if you're just walking around, like, with Ellie and, like, oh, here's what a arcade machine used to be. And it's like, it, there's, like, there's context to it. The Order has is full of moments like that where you're just walking around and all you can do is walk around, but the only point of it is just to show off the graphics. Like, there's nothing happening. They're um, not even talking? Yeah. Well, they'll be, like, talking, but then they'll be like, Oi, I'm British! Uh, we're gonna go kill some lichens! And then the guy's like, Hey, je sais, I'm French, I can't kill lichens! Monsieur, uh, there are lichens there. Okay, uh, I, I'm not trying to mock... Uh, British people or French people. Basically, the the it's really bu- it's really bad schlock. The plot. Anyone that tells you the story and this is good, um, 
should probably watch something other than a Marvel superhero movie once in their life. Goddamn. Uh, it's terrible. And that's, that's not even knocking Marvel superhero movies. This is, a, this, the plot in this is so stupid. It's like, okay, the plot is, it's alternate history Victorian era London. And you play as a member of the Knights of the Round Table, the Queen's Knights of the Round Table. And, uh, you, but, um, you fight lichens and other things. And I won't say what the other things are because blah. But anyways, 95% of the time, when there is combat, which is okay, let me let me start this over. Let's say we were to put this game into ten, in a ten into a, split it up into a tenth. Six tenths of this is cutscenes where you're not doing anything. Um, the other three are QTEs, and then the last two are like generic shooting combat. Um, but mm. the story is the, the story cutscenes that you're watching are really terrible. You'll predict it right away. Um, like twenty minutes into the game, you'll know exactly what's going to happen. Um, I called literally exactly what the ending was. Um, very Dark Knight-ish, that's all I'll say. Really, really generic shooting. You're only, 95% of the time you're fighting, uh, boring human enemies with bad AI. The lichens, the werewolves are comically bad encounters. All they are is they run at you and you shoot them as they're running at you and at the last second you press a QT or like you press X and you dodge out of the way. Um, really shallow, really awful gameplay. Um, terrible script. Uh, forgettable music, awful characters, tropes out the ass, every single kind of awful trope in the video game industry is in this game. Um, yeah, it's, this game sucked. It sucks so bad. So, why do you think people are so quick to defend it then? Because there's like tons and tons of people out there. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good game, because from what I've heard, it's a terrible, terrible game, but, like, why do you think there's so many people who are jumping to defend it, like, all of a sudden? Because they spent money and they don't want to be like, I spent money on a bad game. Yeah. Cut. Because it's been a year since the PS4 came out, and there's still jack shit to buy for it. Um, I mean, I've owned one, and that, that's the truth. Like, uh, there's just fanboys. Like, people want it to be good. Like, I've seen, like, I saw someone the other day, someone that I follow on Twitter, and, and I, I, um, I don't know if this was supposed to be a call out to me, but they're like, oh, the people that said that gave this below a five don't know what they're talking about. It's like, oh, I'm sorry that, uh, like, do you also think Mike Donald's is fine dining? Um, <laughs> But did you say Mike Donald's? <laughs> McDonald's, whatever. You know what I meant, goddammit. <laughs> Mike Donald's restaurant. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, what? That's, that seems really seems really immature to like. Oh, people! How dare someone not like this game? Like, what the? I, it's CJ. Opinion. Welcome to the internet. People, like, people, people, people have made up their minds about this game before. Like, like you said in the like in the comments uh, of the review, someone's like, "Oh, this guy's completely wrong." Like, okay, defend the game you haven't played yet. It's his opinion, first of all. Two, you don't have to take it to heart. It's not personally an offense to you. you can I go take get the everything game. to heart. When someone yeah. says they don't like Deadly Premonition, I kill. Oh, but just just to just as a point, like, um, I was never really excited for this game, and I never really looked all that good to me. But like, um, uh, I asked CJ, "Is anyone reviewing this?" And I'm like, uh, "He said no." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I don't. Know. I guess I'll do it." And I was actually kind of hoping it would turn out it would surprise me because. Um, from what I understand, the other Ready at Dawn games that they've done aren't so bad. Um, I haven't played. The only Ready at Dawn game I've played is the the Wii port of Okami. Um, they did not make Okami. Let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they did the port uh, for to the Wii. But yeah, it was a really really shallow game, and I I could not stand like playing it. Like I said, I didn't note my time in the review because I kept like ter- going on Twitter and like making snarky comments about how. Um, I can't wait till Bloodborne is out so I can order a PS4 game. Um, 
but yeah, that uh, that game's bad. I stand by four out of ten. Um, the only reason I gave it a four out of ten is because the visuals are like very, very, very impressive. It is stupidly good looking, but it it is it never goes outside of the box of it is just. It it's never proves to you that it's any more than just a pretty face. It is just a pretty face. It's got no personality. You wouldn't want to take it to your parents. Um, <laughs> your parents would disown you if this is if this is your significant other. Um, game's bad. If you like it, that's fine. If you enjoy it, that's fine. I like games that other people don't like. Like uh, I don't know, but because my taste is perfect, so. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry, this is this this game gotten on my nerves with the response. Like, I didn't even know. Like, why is it a controversy? Oh, a triple A game is bad. Imagine that. That happens sometimes. Anyway, I'm going to hand it to them for giving it like giving reviewers the easiest title for their review ever. Just like the snorter with a border or anything related to being it being boring. My favorite one was on the. My favorite one was someone took the bo- <laughs> the box art and said the order eighteen eighty six and they put point five at the end. Oh my god. But yeah, that game, I would not buy that game. If you, if you really want to try it, like, rent it or wait till it's super cheap. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil this. It sets up for a fucking obvious sequel, of course. Um, I think so, I already yeah. put it together in my head. But, uh, yeah, it's, that, that is triple A the video game. If you like triple A video games where you're, you press QTEs and, have laughably bad plots, and there you go. That's all I have to say on the never want to play order again. Well, there you go, kids. Now you know. And no one's half the battle. That was a really disjointed rant, but yeah. It's okay. I get passionate. Gotta get passionate. Alright, so out of reviews, we're gonna start talking about a potential game that might happen. I hope it does, because I'm a fan of the first one, not so much the second one. The creator of Condemned said that he has the rights, and he's just been sitting on them. Uh, surprisingly, Monolith doesn't have it anymore, and neither does Sega. He has the rights entirely, which is interesting. So he just wants to see a new Condemned game happen, and he did a Facebook post, a, like a public one, asking for indie developers to maybe reach out if they have ideas and pitch. So he wants it to be indie developed, and if, they're, if you're a indie developer, then reach out if you think you've got the chops. I personally would recommend either Red Barrels, that did Outlast, or Black Powder. Black Powder probably seems more appropriate because they're actually, they actually contain members from Monolith Productions, ex-members, and uh, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty good, pretty small indie developer that makes pretty impressive games. They made um, Betrayer. I wasn't a fan of it when it came out because it just was kind of <laughs> flawed, but that game is so boring. Yeah, for me, I didn't like it, but I think the fact that they probably if people actually did work on Condemned, and yeah, they seem to fit I, Bill. I should say that um, I haven't really played the Condemned, but I'm fairly certain it's better than the Order 1886. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about the second one, because the second one, he, he turns from like a detective, no, forensics, a forensics uh, technician, to a dude bro that, like, he's constantly drunk, and he also became white. But I don't, He's the same character, but he turned white in the second game, it was really strange. <laughs> That's actually, and like, really racist. <laughs> he did. It was really, I think he was, like, a, he looked like maybe Pacific Island what? something. And then the second game, he just became angry white dude that drinks beers and punches people and heavy metal plays in the background. I didn't really ever, ever get into the first two Condemned games. Like, the first one came out, uh, 
like 2005, 2006, I think. I remember mm-hmm. seeing it on the shelves, but I didn't have an Xbox or a good gaming PC back then, so I didn't get to play it. And the second one came out and I heard it was bad, so I didn't play that one either. Mm-hmm. Um, but like from what, I, what videos I've seen of the first one, it looked pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind. Like I would definitely check out uh, the third one if it, if it came out. I think that I agree with what you said. I think that people who did uh, uh, Outlast, sorry, would be a good choice for that kind of game. Yeah, I think they would too, because they just proved themselves with uh, Outlast. But the problem being, though, they're probably more focused on their IP than. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the main dude from Condemned right now, and they're like, there's <laughs> a picture of him like in the first game, right? I a picture of him in the second game. They look like two completely different characters. Yep. I don't know what happened. I think uh, someone higher up gave some suggestions, and it altered the tone of the series, and I didn't like it. He 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 pretty much became like a, a screamer. Dude, bro, he literally screams at enemies toward the end of the game because that's his yeah, secret like, power. It's really, really weird. He went from looking like a like an ethnic mailman to looking like a mailman. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, he does. Same hairstyle. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Condemn, but I'm glad this guy has the rights and he's looking to do something with it. Good series, good series. Um, so I think we're yeah, pretty much done with all our topics, unless you guys have something you really want to point out that's occurred over the last few weeks. There was one thing I wanted to point out, and it's the Order 1886 oh really sucks. <laughs> oh my God. So what did you do with the box? Is, is you just Did you throw it out? Do you not look at it? Does it disgust you? No, it's in the corner of my room, and I just look out when I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling some self-loathing coming on. It's in timeout. I just focus my energy all on that. It's kind of a good out. So if I'm not feeling so well, I'll just look at that. I'm like, well, at least I'm not the Order 1886. <laughs> you tie it to your punching bag? No, that, uh, yeah, I better, I guess I better turn. Yeah. I think I say something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so questions time. I'm sorting from the oldest. And the first question is from Gareth. Hey, folks, kind of horror-related, but have you had any experiences with, okay, but have any of you experienced anything you believe to be paranormal in your life? No, can't say I have nothing paranormal. I thought I saw a UFO once, but that's more... Is that count as paranormal? Yeah, that's paranormal. There you go. That's all. Uh, well, at the Google party, we were on a haunted ship and really? lights and stuff danced in the haunted area, so that was cool. But I'm going to be doing a sleepover on, on, the, on the Hornet with Sarah, and hopefully I'll have a paranormal experience on oh, it. Oh, please film everything. Oh, what? No, film it like film stuff. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't know. You, you don't want to. You have to be your your idol, uh, Zach Baggins. <laughs> you have to be your own Zach Baggins tonight. Just walk around. Hello, yo, hey, dude, <laughs> bro, you dead? That's it. <laughs> Just walk down the hall, bro. So I, think I would probably have who, stories for you uh, when we go. I think the people listening to this are gonna demand that you at least film a little bit of it. We need to see you be Zach Baggins. I'll try. Okay, you said something did happen when you at the party. Yeah, um, so they took us, like, on a mini, like, ghost thing, like, in this room, and they set up EMF readers, and while they are talking, like, they were going crazy and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, didn't see anything, but, uh, oh. yeah, so we're going in, in May, so, yeah, I'll, uh, oh. I'll have stories then. What about you, Mackenzie, anything? Uh, well... When I was little, like for years and years, I thought that I had experienced a paranormal thing. Uh, but it turns out it was my dad screwing with me. Oh, that's so we, mean. Over several years, he just kept doing something to screw with you? No, no, it was this one time. So when I was young, uh, the room I slept in didn't have any like blinds or curtains. We I used to have to tape uh, a blanket up to cover the, the window. 
mm-hmm. so that I didn't get woken up at the crack of dawn with that sunlight coming in. And uh, one night it was, I can't remember what happened, we had some kind of party and there was like balloons still floating around the house. And one night uh, I was sleeping and I woke up and I saw the sheet had fallen off the, the window and it was floating in the air. And I was so confident it was a ghost, I would not sleep in that room for like three weeks. And then like six or seven years later, my dad said, yeah, that was just falling in a balloon and it was floating there. <laughs> so, thanks dad. Wow. Just a little sheet ghost. Just a little sheet kinda- ghost, yeah. I think I told this story like on the podcast like two years ago, but, um, there was, this wasn't my story. This is a friend. He, <laughs> he watched the first two child's play, the first two Chucky movies with his dad one night. This is when he was really little. And, um, he had a cabbage patch kid that looked exactly like Chucky. <laughs> and after he watched those two movies, it scared him so bad that like literally as soon as the movie's over, he went and grabbed this doll and he threw it. He took it out to the garbage can on the curb and threw it out. And then this is so amazing. Oh God. Um, his dad went and got the doll after his, after my friend went to sleep. Oh, and no. then he, 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 he put it, he put it back in his room on a chair, sitting on the chair facing towards him when he woke up. He woke up screaming like bloody murder. <laughs> oh God. I can't wait to have a kid. This can be so fun. Do such horrible things like that. <laughs> I remember when he was telling that story to us, his dad was just like, hey, 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 like laughing. At me. <laughs> That's so horrible, but perfect. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so next question from Cheshire Trollcat. It's very simple. What is your most prized slash rare collectible? Mine is, and he shows a picture of Isaac Clark. It's like a statue of Isaac stomping a necromorph from the first game. First Dead Space game. So, your most prized slash rare collectible. I don't know if... I really don't know the value of it, but I have Amazing Spider-Man 500, which is the first real appearance of Venom. And he pops up, and he's like, Yeah, I'm, hi, Mary Jane. I'm going to scare you. I'm big and muscular. But I also have a signed Silent Hill 2 from most the voice cast and Jeremy Blaustein. And I don't think anyone else has that, so I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. Whitney, I know you got one. I have lots. I know. Wait, you have oh. favorite favorite? She's Tom Hewlett's head in a jar. <laughs> yes, how did you know? <laughs> uh, favorite the favorite. Collectible. Um, well, I really like my Silent Hill 1 banner thing. Japanese uh, retail banner, cloth banner thing that's hanging up. Um, I also like my uh, custom Silometatron from, um... Yeah, no one else has that. From Revelation. And, oh, I like, I love the drawing block I, I got from the movie. Um, my Robbies. Oh, and my Heather statue. Yeah. I, I think this was supposed to be singular, Whitney. I can't choose! <laughs> it was, I okay, can't. it's something Silent Hill... Yeah. But I, I, would, I think the, the seal of Metron pretty neat because no one else has it except the guy who made it. Yeah, made no it one else has drawing block except me. Oh, there was only one? Well, I don't know. I think they made multiple, like, different oh. versions of it. But, yeah, it's a prop, so. Yeah, I'd imagine the props would be probably the most rare thing. Oh, actually, if I'm going to be honest, it'd be my Guinness Book World Record certificate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. That's, that's pretty neat. I saw they were going to request a new photograph from you. Yeah. Sent me an email this morning. I was like, oh, I got to take, um, nice new, uh, new images. That's pretty sweet. Mackenzie? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, for me, it's a bit of a, like a tie. 
Uh, most prized collectible is probably my official Junpei hat from Persona 3. Because huh. I wear that like every single day. Um, but most valuable, uh, I don't know, probably I have the, the deluxe, uh, soundtrack of, uh, Gurren Logan signed by the entire English voice cast. Oh wow. So wow. I, I guess that, but I don't know. I'm not really, I don't, I don't, I have to get myself appraised. I have a bunch of old crap that's probably worth something that I just don't know about. Hmm. All um, right. Mine's really straightforward. Um, my, oh. Original Resident Evil 2, signed by Hideki Kamiya. Yep, I remember I'm that. probably one of... I, I'm willing to bet I'm the only one, maybe, in the world that has that. It's the original Why you say box. That? It's the original box that even says, Win a part in the Resident Evil movie. Oh. And it's signed by Kamiya. And he didn't go to fan conventions, really, before PAX 2013, so... Ooh. I'm banking on it. Mm, that's pretty good. I actually kind of threw it out because I got Danganronpa and it's just better. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is just Danganronpa only. Uh, next question from Frank Margarella. I finally finished Silent Hill 2 for the first time a few weeks ago, getting the leave ending. I have to say that it is the first time any piece of art has made me cry without pulling a cheap shot, a.k.a. a dog dying at the end. What other pieces of art, game, movie, song, etc. have been able to move you to genuine tears? I, I'm going to go for this because it's, it's just it just does it. It's done it multiple times. The episode of Futurama. Oh, where, the dog? Yep, where Fry's dog is waiting for him, and you just get this montage of just all the years passing by, and the dog's waiting for him until he dies. That's the saddest thing ever. And, like, he was going to revive him, and then he didn't, because yep. he figured he had a happy yep. life without him. And I know, was fuck like, those oh. writers. Are you serious? <laughs> Horrible people they are. God, that was depressing. But yeah, that, um... No video games made me cry yet. Um... Been sad, but not cry. I can and... count on one hand the number of times that like media has made me cry. Um, uh, so here's the list. So Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, the ending made me cry. Uh, the movie Her, that made me cry. Oh yeah, sad. Um, the Walking Dead game season one, the end of that made me cry. Yeah. Um, and Dang Around Two, end of case four, made me cry like a baby. It's <laughs> a good one. Any, um, I think that's I think that's about it. I don't think I was really affected by anything else like, to that degree. No video game has made me cry. Um, oh, it's so tough. Well, no, I'm serious. Like, I don't cry at movies either. I'm weird. I know. I thought that's what, I thought that's what Lifetime movies are for—to feel sad and like, oh, you know. No, I love watching them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> Her husband. because no, usually those movies like the the. Female lady, whatever, gets to kick ass at the end or, you know, oh. fights the odds. You know, I don't cry uh, from media, usually. <clears throat> I guess I sad, do. like, games that are sad, like La- The Last of Us opening, that was that was heart-wrenching, um, didn't cry. Silent Hill 2, uh, Deadly Premonition. Yeah, there's lots of sad games, but I've never, I've never cried. Hmm. I cry in, like, things, like, all the time. Like, seriously, like, all the time. Um, um, let's see, what's something recently? Mm. Actually, I can't think of something... The order was? I wasn't going to make a joke about the order, but... Um... <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> I did think when you turned it on. I did, I did have tears in my eyes from laughter when Pyramid Head and uh, Claudia fought oh, at Revelation. Oh, <laughs> something, hmm, something that made me cry... God, it happens all the time. Yeah, Danganronpa 2's ending. Uh, 
mm, parts of The Last of Us. Um, mm. hmm, this is stupid because I'm like I'm like totally forgetting because like this happens all the time. I cried when one of my favorite martial artists like lost for the first time. I'm not even kidding. Um, oh. It was really depressing. He got his ass kicked bad, and then he was almost crying, and then he retired. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. This is really sad. I don't know. Dang, Gurren Logan's ending was pretty emotional, actually. Hey, yeah, no, that's, I was gonna bring it up. That's another one that I forgot to mention. Episode 8 of Gurren Logan had me crying really hard. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I've told, yeah, that's a perfect example. That was pretty brutal. I don't know. Yeah, I cried because the order wouldn't end. There you go. There's your joke. <laughs> hey. Alright, here's the second part. Of his uh, post. This question is directed at you, Whitney, I believe. Yes. Whitney, seeing, seeing as how you are a premier underground luchador wrestler, if you were to assign a horror game <laughs> monster theme luchador mask to each of your co-hosts and yourself, what would they be and why? Hmm. So which masks are we going to get based on monsters? Based on monsters. Yep. Video game monsters. Uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh... Well, CJ, you yeah. could you could be uh, Pyramid Head, because oh. you really like Silent Hill as much as I do, and I can see you being him just because it was Pyramid Head. No, he's, uh, he's he's abusive. I don't like him. Well, fine. You want to be Teddy? Yes. Okay. It's not a monster, well, though. Well, yeah, they were scared of him at uh, at first. They thought There's he was a monster. There's something I cried at the end of Persona Four. Persona Four. That, that, that feeling. Oh, oh, oh! I know. You could be. Uh, Monokuma, that the the guy from Danganronpa. I have a that. Suchador mask. I would like that mask. That would actually look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that, that would, would be, be a pretty mask. That'd be a pretty sick mask. All right, I got that one. And then uh, Kyle will probably beat you up for it, so then he'll take it from you. But what was okay. his mask to begin with? He was something lame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, he'd be alien because he likes alien. So okay. his mask would be Cedar alien. Morph. Okay. And oh. At least I wasn't oh. John Goodman. Oh, gross. Kaysen? You want to be Kaysen? You can be him. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Kaysen's dog, not Kaysen. You're going to be uh, Deputy Willie. Yes. That sounds good. Okay. I'm not sure what the last one. Well, you like... You like those games, too. Yeah. He just keeps oh. mm. I don't know. What do you want to be? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it should be. <laughs> what? what should I be? The Green Goblin! <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Just Wait, what would my mask be? If I'm an underground fighter, what is mine? Um, well, you have to decide yours. He didn't ask us to come up with it. <sighs> it's, let's just, let's, let's go with, let's just go with Claudia. Claudia? <laughs> yeah, let's have okay. her mask. I'm Claudia. Yeah, you have to, you have to have the white wig and... The, and, and no eyebrows. The no eyebrows, yeah, and that weird thing she oh, wait, wears. Wait, am I am I Revelation Claudia, like that monster? That's the more yeah. horrific one, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> that fucking Xenobite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, Frank loves the bizarre questions. Yeah. That's a good question, actually. I like that one. <laughs> that was good. Luchador is cool. And uh, next question, the last question, I believe. Are there multiple parts? No. Okay, you guys have obviously heard about the news that Resident Evil Remastered is the best-selling digital title for Capcom, and that is great. But what do you think... Wait, 
But do you think it's a little silly that RE fans are asking for remakes of RE2 and 3? As a result, I mean, I think the fact that the remaster sold well, which is actually an article I published way before it came out, was saying that if this sells well, this is probably really good for the series because it shows Capcom numbers, cold hard cash, that people want this type of Resident Evil game. And um, I would like to see this affect the future of the series. I don't know if that means that I would want to do a remake of RE2 and 3. I don't know, because those are, those are big... I would imagine those would be big budget games. Those wouldn't just be something small, like... Uh, like, even Revelations 2 is small budget. It's not on the same par as uh, RE6, you can tell. So, I, I don't know if they remake it. I don't know, they would have to make, essentially make it their next premiere title, like their next big Resident Evil release. And maybe they could just combine them. I don't know, but does it make sense for people to ask for that because of the success of Remastered? I don't know if they could, if they can go on that alone. Maybe if Revelations 2 does well and it follows those similar themes, then they could see a reason I should so. It should be pointed out that it's not the best-selling Capcom digital game of all time. It's the fastest-selling in a single What's day. the best one? Yeah, yeah, single day. I don't know what the best one is, but it, it's it's like a PR spin. They phrase it's, it. Yeah. It's it's sold really well, but like this selling well does not mean that they're going to make a, a real Resident Evil game again. They're going to still make the like weird sci-fi half action shooter schlock. That's that's what they're going to do. And we shall find out this week if that is what they did. Well, that's definitely what they did. <laughs> uh... that's, that, that's that's not a Resident Evil two. That's a that's a Resident Evil Revelations game. Yeah. Well, I really I like, know. I really like to say yes because I really, really want, re- uh, HD remake of three. But like you said, like, there's no really, real way to tell. Capcom has been really, really picky. Like when, when, uh, they released Phoenix Wright Dual Destinies on 3DS, they said if this sells well, then we might release, uh, the Phoenix Wright game we haven't released in the West yet. And it did sell well. And like, ah, actually, maybe we won't. So. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know. Capcom is uh, not doing very well either. They probably can't aff- like they they can't aff- they probably can't afford to make the Resident Evil 2 that everyone wants them to make. Even mm-hmm. if they were set on it, they probably can't afford it. <laughs> um, they like a, a full remake of that game. And to be completely honest, like with that game, for me personally, it's because it is like in my top five like of all time. I just I don't know if they could do it. <laughs> I don't know if they could do it justice. And um, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if you have a PC and you're aching for a Resident Evil 2 remake, there's there uh, there are probably several of them. I saw <laughs> one that was completely finished, a full yep. U2 playthrough, and that was astonishing. I don't know if he released it though, but yeah, no, just... he, didn't, he didn't release it because he could get sued, so oh. he just released a video of him playing it. Oh, well, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's just hope it at least maybe affects the series. That's all. Oh yeah, um, hopefully. Let's see. They should they should do. Um, if Revelations 2 sells well too, I'm imagining that with Resident Evil they'll probably do smaller releases. They won't ever do a yeah. Resident Evil 6 scale that almost put the company under again. <laughs> um, which is good because I can no one wants another one of those. Um, or no, no sane person does, I should say. Uh, but yeah. Alright, well. Video we, games. Video games are video games. So that's the last question, and I guess we can wrap it up here. So you could follow me on Twitter at arsenic13. Go to the uh, Steam group, the Reliant Horror Steam group, and follow us there. And also follow our curation page, which is combined together with the group. Uh, go to our Facebook page, Twitter page, all that jazz. 
And that's it for me. Um, Kemi underscore Rowe. Uh, SilentHillStarkSlady.com, FKInTheCoffee.com, SilentHillCollection.com. Uh, yeah, that's me. You guys probably already know by now. Oh, yeah. Who's next? Go for it, Scrafty. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. And, uh, yeah, there's not much not much else going on right now, so... You got a review coming soon, so people can oh, look yeah, well, at that. Yeah, I got a review of The Guilt in the Shadow. Uh, probably coming out the tomorrow what? morning. The Guilt in the Shadow. It's, a, okay. it's an indie game. came out earlier this month. Um, not going to spoil my entire review, but I will say you should look into picking it up. Yeah, pretty neat. Cool. Uh, you can... Obviously, I'm not a regular on here anymore, but you can follow me on my podcast. That's at Eslink FM. Um, we talk about Persona stuff, and uh, Season 3 has been pretty good so far. We've done two episodes so far. And I, I also have, and obviously you can read my stuff on Rely, uh, I started a streaming channel with some friends of mine called Restless Streams, and uh, we're almost done Resident Evil Remake, and we're probably going to do Never Alone next. Uh, so that's at Restless Streams on uh, Twitter, and then a link to the Twitch page and all that. And, yeah. All right. That's what's up. All right. Goodbye, everyone.